Hello everyone and welcome to High Impact Republic, the podcast where we inspire you to see the truth, elevate your level of thinking and discover the keys to living a high impact life. In each episode, we will delve into a variety of topics designed to help you make actionable progress in your personal and professional growth. I am your humble host, Agozie Okechukwu. Thank you for listening and let's get started. So for our third episode here on High Impact Republic, we'll be looking at managing time in a digital world and how to stay focused and productive in a world of distractions. You will recall that in our last episode, we explored the concept of time and how limited time is, and also how we ought to see it as a currency we spend every day, and holistically, how it affects us as human beings. So this particular episode will drive us deeper into how we can manage time, especially in our world today. We live in a digital world. How can we actually manage it and stay focused, despite all the distractions that will come our way? Attention is everywhere, all around us. We live in a super hyper-connected world. We encounter more distractions today than we have in the entire human history. And in today's fast-paced and constantly connected society, managing time effectively has become more challenging than ever before. You know, with the rise of technology and the internet, distractions and interruptions are everywhere, making it increasingly difficult for us to focus and be productive. For us to achieve anything impactful in our world today, we really need to put in a great deal of effort into managing the limited time we have, you know, saying no to things, seeking our attention and saying yes to a focused and productive life. Okay, so there is a simple exercise I saw in one of the books I recently read. The book is titled Hyperfocus by Chris Bailey. I will encourage you to get that book and check it out at your free time. So you have to come up with an honest answer to this question. It's a question-based exercise. So the question goes like this. Throughout the day, how frequently do you choose what you want to focus on? Be sincere with the answer. Be honest with yourself. How frequently do you choose what you want to focus on? In other words, roughly how much of your time do you spend deliberately and with intention how much of your time do you spend deliberately and with intention deciding in advance what you want to do and when you do it so you are not just flowing with events you are not just flowing with the tide you are intentional with what you want to do today take for instance you wake up in the morning you've decided maybe previous night you've decided how your morning will be or you did that before you start off your day. You plan, you schedule, and do all the things you need to do. And not just doing that, you focus on it with utmost attention. How frequently do you do this? If you carry out this exercise properly, you find out that most people will not fare too well with their answers. Reason being that 
most people live their day according to what the day presents to them. They don't plan, they don't choose ahead of time how they want their day to be. They just go into the day and flow with whatever the day offers. And that is not the best way to live in terms of maximizing your time. Actually, directing your attention towards the most important object of your choosing, whatever that object can be, and then sustaining that attention is actually one of the most consequential decisions that we'll make throughout every day. The ability to sit in this reality that this is what I want to do now, or this is what I want to do at this point in time, and then sustaining that attention, not just starting it, not just planning it, but sustaining it to the point that you go through all the periods that you are meant to go through. That is one of the most important decisions you will be making every day. We are what we pay attention to. Anything you pay attention to, it magnifies. The things you neglect, they kind of diminish. Let's take a look at the influence of the digital world in our lives. Remember, the topic for today is how to manage your time in a digital world. In today's fast-paced and constantly connected world, technology has changed the way we communicate, the way we work, the way we spend our free time, the way we interact with each other, and so on. The internet and digital devices we all have, they've all become an integral part of our lives, you know, making it easier for us to stay connected, for us to access information, for us to get things done in a much more faster and more precise manner. But however, some of these technologies have also created new distractions that can disrupt our focus and productivity. You know, the idea of when you want to do something productive, your phone starts beeping, you start receiving notifications. These are some of the drawbacks of these technological devices. And some of these distractions were carefully curated by experts after tons of research has been put in place, you know, to understand human psychology when it comes to what we derive pleasure from, how they can keep us fixed to the screen. This is the very reason why it's difficult to leave Instagram. It's very difficult to leave Facebook. It's very difficult to leave Snapchat because the idea behind some of these technological devices is they want you to keep on using them. As you keep on using them, it's drawing more attention and they are using that attention in turn for advertorials, advertisement, and you know where that leads to. I am not against it. All I'm saying is that for you to be conscious of how these devices are affecting us. Some of these distractions were carefully thought out. Endlessly scrolling on some of these devices like our lives depend on it is based on the psychological engineering behind them. You know, despite knowing the fact that we want to use our time for better things, these apps keep us engaged for hours, for days. 
And as a matter of fact, the concept behind that psychological engineering is called the science of addiction. The science of addiction and intermittent positive reinforcement. So the science of addiction is something that, if, you know, addiction is a very negative you know, word when it has to do with the bias around it and the connotation it carries. It's looked as something negative when somebody is addicted to something you're addicted to drugs you're addicted to one or two things it has a negative atmosphere around it but there is a science behind it there is something that leads to that addiction and is this same science that has been inculcated into some of the production of these devices if you read the book called digital minimalism by carl newport you will understand some of this concept even the engineers that were part of the production crew for some of those apps and devices and so on, they are the ones that later came out to start seeing some of these things. It's out there in the internet. It's not a made-up story and so on. So it's something that we need to know so that it can guide us how to use some of these apps and the digital devices properly. You know, everything down to the buttons, the love emojis, the notifications, we are built to foster behavioral addictions and drive the need for social approval. Take for instance, when you post something on Facebook, you come back again and check it. If you see just one like, how how will you feel? You will feel sad, right? If you see 10 likes, see 20, if you see 100, 150. As a matter of fact, some people even measure their acceptance based on the number of likes they receive on Facebook or on Instagram. The more likes you have, the more you are accepted. The less likes you have, you are not accepted out there. You will strive to, you see somebody that has 1,000 likes, your own life will just be two. There is this psychological effect automatically it downloads to your brain because of the way they were curated. They are now making you think that your approval lies in the hands of just a button on a Facebook page or an Instagram page, that's where your approval is coming from, which is not true entirely. But these are some of the things that keep us coming back to these apps because we want to see ourselves validated. We want to trend. We want to flow with the tide. We want to flow with what is the end thing. And it keeps us going back and forth, preventing us from achieving some of the things that we could have deposited our time into and made great gain from them. So having looked at all these aspects of our time and the digital space we are in today, how can we stay focused and manage our time properly? What do we need to do? Because looking at the problem is not enough. We need to look at the problem and also prefer actionable solutions that can help us improve on where we are deficient you know so the first thing on how we can manage our time well and stay focused is to put a system in place that will help you build a routine i'll say that again put a system in place that will help you build a routine the routines are where our strength lies you are not as strong as you think you are your strength lies in your routine. Anything that you do consistently over time forms 
a part of your psychological and physical makeup you keep on doing those things both consciously and unconsciously before you know it it becomes part of you it becomes a routine you wake up by five o'clock the first thing you do is to reach out for your phone it's already a routine for you whether you planned it or not so what we now need to do is to intentionally plan a new system of routines you can call it habit you can call it anything but the most important the idea is have a system in place that will help you build positive routines personally i have what i call my quadrant system for time engagement and productivity my quadrant system for time engagement management and productivity where i basically divide my day into four quadrants my 24 hours i divide it into four quadrants I have the awakening quadrant, the engagement quadrant, the communion quadrant, and the rest quadrant. I'm just giving you my concept. You can formulate whatever works for you. This was the system that actually helped me transition successfully from customer care to software engineering within the same company. I moved from being a customer care representative to a software engineer. I learned how to code while working in a bank started and finished my master's also within this same period of course there were other things that aided my drive and my movement from point a to point b but having a system and a routine in place is one of the bedrocks as a matter of fact at some point when i was still doing my seven to five because as a banker you need to go very early and get set before customers start coming by, say, 8 o'clock or thereabout. And wait, you have to wait after they've gone to clear out and balance for the day. So ours was actually 7 to maybe 6 in the evening or thereabout. I was doing this and also at that same time was learning how to code after work. I worked on my master's before I go to work the next day. I must do these three. I have a system that helped me to do these three things. Go to work, code when I'm done with work, then attend to my master's before I leave for work the next day. I simply couldn't have achieved all these things without a system. This overtime turned out into a routine for me. It was difficult at the initial stage. I won't lie to you. I gave up at some point. In fact, for months, I gave up. But our deepest strength, like I said, lies in our routine. So what we actually need to do is just to keep coming back to that routine. If we keep coming back to that routine, over time, it will become part of us. So the first point here is put a system in place that will help you build a positive routine. So the second point I would like to mention is to adopt the principle of scheduled distraction and social media blocks. The principle of scheduled distraction and social media blocks. What do I mean by this? The principle of scheduled distraction refers to the idea of, say, deliberately and intentionally incorporating short, planned distractions into your day in order to improve your overall productivity. Just like planning when you want to actually get distracted because you need it. You can't walk all around the clock your brain will suffer from diminishing returns. So by scheduling these distractions at specific times, 
you can give your mind a break and prevent burnout. That's self-explanatory. While still making the most of your time. Remember, you've already planned your day, but you now are dead when you want to intentionally cool off and distract yourself. This approach actually helps to balance the need for focus and productivity with the need for rest and rejuvenation. We are all human beings. We need to rest at some point. So the idea is you give your time to the things that are necessary and important. Then give a small amount of your time also to the things that will rejuvenate you, relax your brain, give you some certain amount of dopamine heat, ultimately leading you to greater success and satisfaction side by side. So you are not losing out here. You are also not losing out there. With how complex our world has become, it's a waste of time and energy to stay and fight distractions, honestly. A more pragmatic way or approach is to acknowledge those distractions. They are there. They are like constants. They won't go away. Name them for what they are and give them their place. My personal approach is actually to deep work for an extended period of time. There is a book called Deep Work, also by Carl Newport. Very interesting and you know, enlightening book that you can read and get further information on this. Deep work has to do with choosing a particular time to focus. You block out all distractions, anything that can distract you. If it's 10 minutes, if it's 20 minutes, if it's one hour that you want to focus, you do that without being distracted. You know, with this approach, you will know that all you need to work is actually do that for some time and get reward. You do it for some time and get a reward. The reward can be going to social media, playing games, or anything that will attach pleasure to. You do all those things after you've done the work. Alright, so the next point briefly before we round up is to regulate your time. You have to regulate your time. How do you regulate your time? I'm sure a lot of us must have heard of the Pomodoro technique where you is similar to the last point we just mentioned where you clock out some period of time and work within that period of time. Maybe, for instance, you devote 50 minutes to deep work. You block out 50 minutes, skip out your phone, turn off all notifications, social media, anything that can distract you. And if it's reading, if it's your work, you go into it for 50 minutes. Once 50 minutes, you set an alarm at the beginning. Once the 50 minutes is over, you can use 10 minutes to relax. You can use 10 minutes to go on YouTube, go on Facebook, go on Twitter, and so on. And it will help you to regulate your time working and enjoying the benefits of working at the same time. So personally, I use an app called AppBlock. I'm not recommending it. You can check it out. It's on Play Store. It can help you. Of course, it's paid. It's a, it has free version, but I use the paid subscription. I curated some time plans inside it where for different particular moments in a day, I can't access social media. So when you come to that my time plan, you have apps like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, any social media app that can distract me, YouTube and so on. I block it. Then I leave those apps open for a particular period of time in a day. So, for instance, from 6 a.m. till 12 noon, I can't have access to my social media. I can only have access to it maybe for 45 minutes when I want to post 
like post my podcast, post on Instagram, post on Facebook. It's entirely blocked within that time frame. I can only have access to it from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. It will now block again. Automated. I can't, I don't even have access to deactivate it again except if I do one or two certain things I need to do, which they did in such a way that you'll be discouraged. So it has started becoming part of me. I now know that I don't have access to this particular app until this particular time frame. And it has really helped me because it keeps now if you don't want to study, if you don't want to read, if you don't want to code, if you don't want to work, you won't have any other thing doing. You just be idle. But the idea is that you won't have something that will push you to leave the work you are supposed to do and be binging on Facebook and so on. So you can use check out some of those apps online and use it to block off those distractions. So the last point I will mention is to adopt digital minimalism. To adopt digital minimalism. You know, I've mentioned this already in our previous conversations. This concept is actually derived from a book called Digital Minimalism by Carl Newport. This is a philosophy of technology use in which you focus your online time on a small number of carefully selected and optimized activities that strongly support your value and then happily miss out on everything else. So. What digital minimalism is actually trying to do is to have a system of using technology, just like the one I've explained in the last point. You are using technology for the things that strongly support and add value to you. You can use it for entertainment, but it will be limited. It will be controlled. And once you've decided what you want to use it for in terms of value addition, you say no to every other thing, whether it's trend or whether it's Anything, once you've curated the things that you will benefit from, maybe from Instagram, from any social media, how you want it to add value to you, you happily miss out on every other thing. The big problem is that most of the times we do this unconsciously. We are always saying no to something. Unconsciously, we have already decided the things that we don't want to say yes to and the things we want to say no to unconsciously but we can actually now reinvent it you can actually now reverse the whole trend to your advantage the big problem also is that when we want to intentionally attach value to some of these things our brain will not accept it at the onset because previously remember before now you have already formed series of habits that is already guiding you how you interact you have your attachment already to some of these things i'm talking about so you need to have an extra level of effort that will change what is already existing like the status were already embedded in your subconscious but it's something that is doable is something that is actually doable and achievable. Then another thing to also mention in this area is to keep on expanding your knowledge by reading books. I've recommended one or two books already. Read those books. Explore how you can get better in some of these areas. Knowledge is something that we constantly need to grow, to move from point A to point B. So get these books and read them. And many more out there. 
read, you study, you observe, and you evaluate. You read, you study, you observe, and you evaluate. Remember, if we know better, we will do better. Anytime you know better, you will actually change your approach. And with that, we've come to the end of this week's episode. And as a form of a recap, we explored the idea of managing time in a digital world and how to stay focused and productive in a world of distractions. We explored how our digital world has started already started affecting our lives. We also looked at how we can stay focused and manage our time well, talking about putting a system in place that can help us build a routine, adopting the principle of scheduled distraction and social media blocks, and also regulating our time. And the last but not the least is also adopting digital minimalism. So I believe with this, we've gotten one or two things out of this week's episode that can help us to become better time managers and deploy it accordingly. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please like, share, subscribe to our channel on whichever platform you are listening from. Also send us your feedback if you have any. And until the next episode, keep living a high impact life. Bye for now.